0: Welcome to the Cool Girls Only podcast, where we talk about the excitement and uncertainty of navigating our 20s. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Maddie. A cool girl is on a journey to becoming her best self, and we're here to share our thoughts and learnings every Friday with you. Welcome to Cool Girls Only. All right, we're hey, we're How's your week going? It's so good.
0: good. It's been really
1: good. <laughs> yeah, not very productive, but it's <laughs> so good. We're getting there. We're getting there. I will say I feel like a new person this week because I've been waking up every day at 6 30. Wow. Actually, now that you say that, Caleb and I have been waking up.
0: Usually Caleb wakes up at 6 30 or 6 15. And I will stay in bed um until like seven. And this week I've also been,
1: I've been getting up with him and like going to the gym. And yeah, it's it's been weird waking up so early. It's honestly life-changing. Like I've talked about it many times on this podcast, but but I'm not a morning person at all. I cannot get out of bed and, you know, I'm just feeling inspired. I actually listened to, I think I told you this weekend, I listened to that new Skinny Confidential episode. It was like, yes, I know. Honestly, guys, sorry we mentioned it so much, but this one, like we said in an I, I don't know if this episode's come out, but we've mentioned it in another episode. Like some of their episodes are life-changing. This one was life-changing for me. It came out last week and it's about their like wellness. I, just, I listened to it today. Yes. Today some of the it. stuff I'm like, you guys are crazy. Um, But some of the stuff I was like, okay, this is like helpful. So they. Okay, so actually- what did you do? So they recommended who was it? Andrew Huberman's podcast, who he's like a, he's a professor scientist from, um, Stanford and he has a podcast. And so I listened to, I cannot remember which one it was. I think it was one of his first episodes and he was kind of talking, it was all about sleep. It was this episode on sleep, Mm -hmm. like how to get better sleep, how to wake up in the morning and things like that. So I literally here's my little hack and this is just like not even a hack. I just never did this. So I have that sunrise alarm clock and normally it goes off in like 20 minutes before the alarm goes off the sun will rise as mm-hmm. like the the light will start and normally I'll just like snooze the light will go off I'll go back to bed but now I'm still allowing myself to snooze once. So I'll snooze it once and then I'll keep the light on and I'll just lay there and kind of let the light hit my eyes a little bit. And then I'm like up. It's insane because normally I'll just like hide my face. Like I don't want to see the light and I'll just like (laughs) go back to bed. But this is life changing. Like I'm not even kidding. Three days in a row. I know it's not that much, but it's a lot for me because it's not easy for me to wake up. So yeah, we have a good week.
0: Yeah, we have the same one and it's it's I think it's really helpful. I've always been more of a warning person. So I just am like, whatever, it's bright out, I'll I'll wake up, like even on the weekend and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, that
1: thing is so nice. I think is it it's called a hatch. There are different
0: brands of it, right?
1: Yeah, the hatch is like the one I wanted, but we got a cheaper version of the hatch. But yeah, they're all kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's a sunrise alarm clock. Um, so 10 out of 10 recommend. It has helped me get up. And I've had it for so long, but I haven't, like, actually tried to get up. I just, like, snooze and hide my face from the light. <laughs> so. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I was listening to their episode today, and, like, the amount of things that they do is it's
1: unreal. unreal. It's, it's unreal. A lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's hard. Like, some of the stuff you're listening, and you're like, okay, I can wake up earlier. I can use an ice roller. I can
1: <laughs> yeah. whatever,
0: like... Try some of these things, but then when they get deep into their routines, sometimes I'm just like, who are you? All yes. With, all of this shit. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah.
1: No, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Like, honestly, I, there's no way I would do, be able to do all of that stuff also. Cause a lot of it's expensive. Like some of the different products they mm-hmm. have and whatever, and like, go for it. Like they have the money, they can do it. Um, and they're just walking through exactly what they do. So they're not really holding back, which I like, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it just like helps me kind of get in that mindset of like, I really want to have a better morning routine. I really want to wake up and like have that time in the morning and like start my day off on the right note. Cause then I just feel like my whole day will be better. And honestly, it has been the only thing I will say is I've been like so tired around like three. So I've been having more yes. coffee than I normally do. Which, yeah, I feel like it's an adjustment. Like everyone's like, oh, I want to be a part of the
0: 6 a.m. club or the 5 a.m. club and whatever. Like you're a morning person, but you go to bed fucking early. Like if you wake up that early, you go to bed way earlier. And I feel like some people are just like, I want to wake up at five or six, but then they don't go to sleep until like 11 or later. And like that's not enough sleep. So then you just no. feel like shit.
1: No, it's yeah. impossible. Literally this week, I've been like reading my Kindle before bed. And my eyes are closing at like nine thirty. I'm oh, like, yeah. I can't. I'm in bed by nine
0: thirty every night.
1: Yeah, it's like the best. fully ready for bed. Me too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's what I've been this week. Normally, I'm like sleeping by like ten thirty, eleven. But this week, it's been like, I my eyes are closing. I cannot stay up, yeah, which I'm okay with. Adjusting. <laughs> yeah. So big tangent, but that's been my week. <laughs> Our sleep <laughs> routines sleep routines <laughs> maybe we'll do an episode on that but yeah so that's that's been my week the only thing getting me through this week though is the fact that bridgerton is coming out on friday oh my god i totally forgot about that
0: i want to watch season 1 before i start season 2 again
1: yeah i know i need a refresher i'm so excited i'm excited too i love that show it's so good getting into this actual episode We are talking about The Simple Path to Wealth today, the long-awaited book club. We've been putting this one off, and it's finally here. So our rec for the week is The Simple Path to Wealth. (laughs) So if you haven't read the book, I would definitely recommend checking it out. We talk, I mean, we kind of go all over the place, but we talk about our like main takeaways, different quotes we like, strategies he talks about. And this is a good episode for me right now because I'm finding it so hard to save money right now because moving like so expensive, such an expensive time in life. I have no excuse.
0: I'm just spending money left and right. (laughs)
1: I'm not moving. I'm just
0: spending way too much money. So I agree. I need to listen to this episode because I need a reality check for my financial situation
1: yeah, I know. I'm like I'm the same way. I've ever since like February, which was my birthday month slash engagement month, just so much going on did not hold anything back. I just spent so much money. But, you know, we're getting we're getting our shit together. Summer is around the corner. And I'm always like just accepting the fact that I'm not going to save any money in the summer because you just want to have fun. But, Honestly, I think I just need to prioritize things. Listen to this episode, like read through my notes in the book and see what I want to spend on versus what I want to save on. I've already decided this and we had, we have an episode coming out soon about alcohol. I am, that's where I'm saving my money this summer. Like I'm not spending money on alcohol. I mean, I'll have a glass of wine here and there at restaurants, but like when it comes to going out to dinner and getting drinks, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that because it just adds up. Yeah, it ad- it adds up a lot like, really quickly. And Especially in the summer because that's all you're doing, yes. you know.
0: Yeah, everyone wants to drink outside, go sit on a patio, whatever, get a picture of something like it it definitely adds up so quickly. Yeah. And
1: it's also not great for us, so it's like <laughs> Exactly. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. It really is. But I mean, and it doesn't have to be alcohol, but it can just be anything. Like you don't have to say yes to everything. Like there's always so many Mm -hmm. things going on in the summer. And I don't know. I think it's a good, a good time right now to kind of get ready and like prioritize what you want to spend on versus where you can save.
0: Yeah, I actually um, have a happy hour tonight with an old coworker and we kept planning an in-person happy hour because she lives in the city and we haven't seen each other for a while. And like something would come come up on her end and then something would come up on my end and we kept like canceling. And finally today, I'm like, let's just have a Zoom happy hour. Like, let's just get on a FaceTime or whatever, have some wine and chat. And it's also like a hell of a lot
1: cheaper to do that. So
0: So I'm like, all right, let's just do this
1: virtually. And you don't have to leave your house, like, you know? And yeah, it's supposed to rain tonight. I just, (laughs) I'm just (laughs) staying. Yeah. Always blame the rain. I I never want to do anything when it's raining. Yeah. There's like a 40% chance of rain. I'm like, we should do virtual. (laughs) We should stay in our beds and just zoom. Exactly. Amazing. All right. Well, yes, our rec is the book. So check it out. It's linked in the show notes and we will get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Cool Girls Only Podcast, everybody. Today is our long-awaited Simple Path to Wealth book club. Yeah, we have been talking about this book for Literally so long. since the fall. We were yes. like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do a book club." It's been a it's been a long time, guys. Sorry, we've been <laughs> so, so busy. Sorry. <laughs> Kidding, we haven't. But like, we Jordan needed to finish the book. We needed to get our shit together. We had a lot of other recordings going on so we are here to do the simple path to wealth discussion and I'm really excited because it gave me like a good refresher on the book that I hadn't I hadn't like looked at it in a while so
0: yeah I feel like this this book is good if you're literally at any any like point of your financial journey like I some things resonated other things were harder for me to get through like some chapters were like okay, whoa, this is technical. I need to take a step back and really pay attention. But love this book. I feel like I learned
1: so much. Um, Let's go through our biggest takeaways. Yes. So, yeah, like you said, there are some chapters that are very technical, which I like because sometimes in these finance books, you can just feel like you still don't know what's going on or, like, specific ways to do things. Um, So one of my biggest takeaways from the book was from chapter 17 where he explained like specific investments. Like he explained what mutual funds he invests in. And I actually invest in the ETF that he suggested, like VTI, like the total stock market from that chapter. So I think that's super helpful. If you literally don't know where to start with investing, like that tells you what to invest in, like actually what to do. So I think that was, a huge one for me because like I said, I didn't know anything. This was, I think one of the first finance books I read. Like I'd never really read finance books. This was, I read this last year, I think, or maybe in 2020, but yes, it was so, so helpful. So the chapter 17, where he explained the specific investments, major takeaway. Another takeaway I had was, Freedom is more valuable than anything, like, seriously. And he says that in the book all the time. And, like, if you make smart decisions with your money, it can give you freedom. Like, yeah. I
0: I also wrote this one that down as, like, my one of my bigger takeaways, too, is because, like, I feel like there's whatever. Money is a taboo topic. Some people are uncomfortable talking about it. Others aren't. We aren't. And, like... At the end of the day, sometimes I think there's, like, judgment towards people, like, who want to make money and who value, like, having a career where you would make more money or, like, want to invest. And I think sometimes people are like, why? Why do you care so much about money? Why does it matter so much to you? Whatever. But, like, this, that chapter for me and, like, how he talks about being financially free is why. (laughs) like,
1: is why we're so open about it.
0: Exactly. Like, that... The option to wake up and do anything you want with your life and with your day is, like, amazing, you know? Right.
1: And, like, that's just the power that money can buy. Like, you know, you can buy whatever. If you have all this money, you can buy whatever you want. You can buy a big house. You can buy all this stuff. But that's not necessarily going to help you get out of maybe a shitty situation you're in. Like, we talk about it all the time, but, like, the lifestyle creep. Where if you get, like, a raise and you, Mm -hmm. you know, buy a bigger house or buy a more expensive car, then you're kind of, like, stuck in that job. Like, you're stuck there because you're, like, creating a more expensive lifestyle for yourself every time you get a raise or something changes. So, I don't know. I think that's something that's always in the back of my mind and from this book and then also The Psychology of Money, which we'll do another discussion on was is just so helpful like I think having that mindset is just everything because yeah like live below your means like
0: live where you can comfortably live but also like know that just because you get a raise or a new job doesn't mean you need to get a bigger apartment or bigger house a nicer car Mm -hmm. like being wealthy and being rich are two different things and like I love how he kind of goes through that and talks about like being, having wealth is totally different than being the guy in a Lamborghini, like, getting it fucking thrown in a tow truck because you Literally. default on your loan. Like, just because
1: people look like they're rich doesn't mean that they're wealthy. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, truly, the more you buy, the less, like, the less close you are to being, like, financially free and, like, controlling your time, mm-hmm. which is what we're saying is, like, what he says is the most valuable. Like if you can decide how you want to live your day or like do whatever you want or quit a job that you aren't comfortable in anymore or like just are in a bad situation at work and you don't want to be there anymore. If you have the means you can quit without having something lined up. Like that's what they're saying when you have control over what, what you do. Yeah. So I think that was a huge takeaway and that's Mm -hmm. always, like I said, something that stuck with me. Um, another one is, this is kind of a quote from his book, but it was, he says to try saving and investing 50% of your income. And that sounds kind of daunting at first. That sounds like it's a lot, but I think when you really think about it and prioritize, okay, what are my expenses? What can I cut back on? What am I spending my money on? First of all, I think, once you prioritize saving and investing and, you know, adopt the mindset of like wanting to own your time and things like that, I think it's a bit easier. So I've, I totally do that. And I, you know, I'm going to always try to continue to do that. Cause I just think it's setting you up in the future.
0: Yeah. I'm not a 50%. Um, Cause that it, it seems to me like a lot right now, but it's definitely something I'm shooting for. Like mm-hmm. it's like you just said, it sounds like a lot because it is a lot, is a lot. <laughs> Um, but I think once you get to a point where you're like more comfortable with your income, it's easier to consider the allocation of where all of it goes, but definitely a goal for me is to get to that point.
1: Yeah. Okay, I have one more takeaway, and then we'll get to yours. (laughs) Sorry, I just have so many. Um, Okay, my last takeaway is debt should not be considered normal. I, like, put that in all caps in my notes because he really talked about that a lot because I think right now debt is considered normal, and we've talked about it before. Like, just it seems like it's so normal to just have credit card debt, like, crazy amounts of credit card debt and, like... Buy now, save later, or buy now, pay later. Things like debt is just becoming like a normal thing, which I think is so bad. It's just not a good, it's not a good thing to just think is normal because that can just really hurt you in so many ways. Yeah, in the we, future, we've just as like a society normalized buy now, pay later. Like that's I hate That's it. the
0: norm. I know. It's like you'll find a twelve dollar lipstick. And it has like a Klarna, three dollars a month. Are you it's fucking so kidding me? Bad. Yeah, like that's that is crazy. If you cannot afford the twelve dollar lipstick, like don't buy it. Don't buy it. <laughs> Please don't buy it. But no, that was also the first takeaway I had listed was debt will always follow you. So for me, I because we both graduated college with debt. Mm-hmm. I had a lot more than you, um, mostly because my parents didn't really help me with college, just because they couldn't, and also I got my master's degree, which was very expensive. Mm. Um, and the amount of debt that I graduated with was totally like daunting, but at the same time, like you've already said, it was normal. It was normal. Like I was surrounding myself with other people in grad school who had over a hundred K in debt and I was sitting there like, okay, I don't have nearly that much, but in a way it almost made me feel like it was okay and normal that they were saying they had all this debt and reading uh, like (laughs) this book definitely immediately made me think like okay pause like this isn't normal it's not normal we shouldn't normalize it and it's and i don't want people to be like well whatever jordan you wouldn't have the job you have right now if you didn't have that debt because that's 100% true like people will say don't go to college because you'll leave with debt i don't agree with that sentiment i don't i don't think that people should avoid college because it's unbelievably inflated in cost Um, but I do think that it made me consider like my net worth more than just my income. So like, totally. I would always think, you know, okay, this job is a 20% raise. Like, that's amazing. I'm so excited. I'm proud of myself and it is exciting and I am proud of myself. But at the same time, like I need to consider the debt that I carry with me and prioritize paying that off in a timely manner so that I can like reach that financial freedom endpoint.
1: Yeah. That's always a good thing to think about. Like I, that's why I like mint because you can see your net worth and like, obviously those student loans will pull you down. Oh yeah. So it's like a motivating for me. I'm like, I need to just get rid of it. I don't want it in, you know, in there anymore.
0: Yeah. Kind of and I also think like another takeaway in terms of debt for me was he talked about when to pay debt down immediately before you even like start investing Yes, and when to make your normal monthly payments, pay it down over time. Mm-hmm. I think the distinguisher was like between
1: four to 5%. Yes. He had, yeah. yeah, I loved that. He had like he specific it out. strategies, yep. like per, like what, what the percentage is. This is what I would suggest. Like, and he mapped it out. I loved that. That was helpful for me too. Same. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like, okay, I
0: have grad loans that the interest rate is high, like above 5%. Okay. That needs to be my priority. I'm not just going to make a blanket monthly payment that goes to any of my grouped loans. I need to pay down the loans that have the highest interest rate so I don't screw myself over. So, like, I start getting more educated in that aspect and, like, which loans do I have that have a higher interest rate? Um, and then other ones that may be from undergrad or just not as high of a rate, I can pause and still invest, still save, and pay those down over time. So I thought that was, like, really tangible advice. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, We're not going to get too into it, but I will say another thing that I read from this book that I was, like, slapping myself in the face about was <laughs> a health savings account. Yeah. So, like, I never really knew what it was. I wasn't educated on it. I knew that my company offered it to me because I had a higher deductible insurance plan. And... I recently had to go to a doctor for a non-like yearly visit, and it cost me, you guys, like five hundred dollars, because I had a high deductible plan. I hadn't they hit the deductible, get you. And I just got absolutely screwed. Mm-hmm. And I had this HSA that my employer was contributing to, but I wasn't. And so, like, I had money on there that I could use, but I wasn't, like putting anything in there for myself to use. Mm-hmm. So it could have been so much better for me in the long run if I had contributed to it.
1: And it was just like a huge learning lesson for me. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I didn't know about an H- what an HSA was or anything until very recently. Like I started using the one at my new job. And same to you, like, I'm so, like, happy that I had an HSA because I also had a very, very high medical bill, and I was like, are you kidding me? And luckily I had the HSA money. I obviously didn't want to spend the HSA money on that, but luckily, you know, you have it. Mm-hmm. And then also I think at some point, I think it's if it's over $1,000, or maybe that's just for mine, but you can invest it, too.
0: Yep. Yeah, you can a lot of them. It. And he talks about that, too. He's like, people who have an HSA should be putting money maxing it out. and maxing it out because yeah. you can invest the money in your hsa yep and it's just compounding over time
1: yes so that's what i started doing and i was like how did i not know about this before i don't know what other did you have any other um takeaways the only other takeaway i had we already talked about it was the
0: being financially free like it's a liberating thing. It's what I'm working towards. It's the reason why the dream, yeah. Like it, that's the reason why I want to accumulate wealth and like be smart about my money is because I don't, I don't ever want to feel like I can't do something.
1: Yeah, you, know? you don't want to be, you don't want to feel like chained to your job or yes. like, like you can't leave. You know, a situation. Exactly. If you're in a terrible situation, that's probably the worst thing ever. If you just know, like, you need to stay here because you need your next paycheck. Mm -hmm. Like, you're. a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, honestly. Yeah. Even if you have a high-paying job, which is crazy. It is insane. All right. Well, let's move on to some of our memorable quotes or strategies that we read in the book. Want to go first? Yes. So my
0: quote that I wrote down was simple is good. Simple is easier. Simple is more profitable. And in this instance, you know, when I read this quote, he was referring to how simple investing can be and how we overcomplicate it and people who work in finance overcomplicate it for a reason so that we're not involved um, or that we feel like it's too intimidating to do on our own. So we need a financial advisor Meanwhile, they're taking all this money from us and crazy fees. Um, but I loved this because I think a lot of us, especially women, feel overwhelmed. We don't know how to tackle this. We're confused. And instead of addressing it, we just don't save. We yeah. don't invest. We just, like, do Just don't... avoid it. Yeah, we avoid it. And reading this book was definitely, like, okay, if this can be easy, like this doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. It can be as simple as opening up your own investment account, putting an X amount per paycheck in the same exact thing each time and just letting it sit and grow. And so I think that is like my biggest takeaway from the entire book is mm-hmm. we just we overthink it so much and it's not that complicated.
1: Right. And honestly, yes, yeah, simple. I love that. Like simple is key. And even if you're not at the point where, like, you're ready to invest and open your investment account, starting somewhere, contribute to your 401K. Like, that's already set up, but you can just decide how much you want to contribute. Contribute to your HSA. Like, things like that that are already potentially set up with you through your employer. Like, make sure you're just having money sent straight there so you don't even see it in your paycheck and it's just growing for you over time. And then, of course... You know, open your own account like at TD Ameritrade or wherever and start experimenting there and investing on your own.
0: Yeah. Even just like saving money. Yeah. Like like there are people right now who might be listening to this podcast who have literally no money in their savings account.
1: Right. Literally start. Yes. Start with your emergency funds. (laughs) Like (laughs) if we want to backtrack even more, have an emergency fund. I mean, that's essential because you really just don't know what could happen. And ever, like, like I have said in many episodes, ever since COVID started and I lost, you know, I was furloughed from my job, like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I luckily did have savings, but now I have more than I had then because I was like, you just really don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. it's nice to have just an emergency fund. So I yes. think that's – you're right. That's key to even do before investing. Like, make right. sure you have something to fall back on.
0: Yeah. Just prioritize. It could be as small as $20 a month. Like, yeah. just something that you're setting aside in case of an emergency, in case you need some fuck you money, like, have that there so you don't feel trapped or you don't feel like you don't have choices. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What was
1: your favorite (laughs) My quote was literally, we already talked about it a million million times. (laughs) (laughs) The most valuable thing money can buy is freedom. Wow. That's like, it's a great quote and we've already talked about it as mentioned. But yeah, I just think the power of having FU money, which like I said, basically gives you the freedom and, like, power to quit if you hate your job and don't have anything lined up or you're just in a bad situation. Like, you just have the money and it buys you that freedom rather than things you probably don't need.
0: Yeah. And it could even be, like, a career pivot. Like, if you are doing something right now and you're like, I got my degree in this. I'm in it for a couple years. I'm doing it. I'm not passionate about it. What next? Like, save up some money for a year or six months, two years, however long you can And then you have the ability to leave and do something totally different. You know, like it doesn't need to be like you are in a horrible situation. You have to get out. Like we talk about it like that sometimes, but it could just be anything like a pandemic. I think we're just scarred.
1: (laughs) We're just scarred from being in terrible situations. (laughs) But yes, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like a pivot, Mm -hmm. maybe taking a pay cut or like starting over yeah starting a
0: podcast Mm -hmm. you want to be a painter and quit your daytime job like
1: you want to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. like dream of mine one day like to just be at a point where I feel comfortable quitting my taking a leap Yeah. yeah taking a leap exactly that's a good really good way to look at it yeah agreed okay great well those were some good quotes tips tricks all the things so how has this book helped shift our mindset and like are there other books that you've read that have helped you you know with personal finances in your 20s I mean you guys know I love Jensen Sincero so
0: like you're a badass at making money by Jen Sincero I thought this is definitely less technical um than civil path to wealth so yeah. Jensen Sincero's book is much more about money mindset wealth mindset establishing how you feel about money does money make you like uncomfortable and do you not want to be wealthy because you feel like that would be whatever hard for your family to to combat with or you feel like you would lose friends if you started prioritizing money over other things like and I That book really, like, set the foundation for me to even give a shit about Simple Path to Wealth. Like, that book was like, okay, what's the lifestyle I want to live? How much does that cost? Where do I see myself going? And if I have no fucking idea where I want to go, maybe I'll need some seed money at some point to do whatever I want to do with my life. (laughs) So that book helped me like lay a foundation before I was willing to even give a shit about saving and investing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a good one. If you're just sitting there right now listening to this thinking like, I don't know what I want. I don't know how I feel about money. I don't know if I care. Like, I feel like that was good to kind of take a step back and figure out what you care about.
1: Right. And like your values. And like, I feel like if you know what you care about and why you want to make X amount of money or whatever, then it's easier for you to set goals. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, agreed. I think for me, well, I guess in general, this the book, The Simple Path to Wealth was really one of the first finance books I read, I think. Like I didn't I wasn't really into that before. Like I definitely had read Self-Help but nothing really on the topic of personal finance. So this was like kind of eye opening for me, just like I didn't really ever think I'd be reading these books, but they're so helpful just like, and motivating, honestly, to me. So I think it's really helped me focus on saving and investing and really planning for my future. And like, you know, we talk about all the time just making smarter like purchases and just, you know, being a little more intentional with everything. Um, I think the other book that we're also gonna chat about at some point is the Psychology of Money. It's very similar to the book you were talking about from Jensen Zero because, like, it's really focused on mindset. It talks about a lot of different things. It talks about greed. It talks about a lot of people that, you know, are billionaires and how a lot of them lost so much money because they got too greedy and just different interesting scenarios where you understand, like, wow, like, these people really had so much money. Why why would they make these dumb decisions to throw so much away? It's because when you – I don't know. When you get to a certain point, it seems like people just get so greedy. Yeah, like, there's no end. There's no end. Like, you just want more and more and more. So I think this book was really about mindset and understanding, like, it's not all about money. It's about freedom. And it, it, that's a huge – theme in that book as well which I really liked of course that's like the main theme of this episode we just want you know financial freedom you know yeah we want to have choices and like I want
0: the people I love to have choices like I want to be able to whatever give my family money when I'm gone and make sure that people have a little something to like take care of themselves and yeah I think like going back to the topic of like greed and how that's different, I think, I don't know. I just feel like there's this, like, misconception that if you want to be wealthy, that means you're a greedy fucking asshole. And, like, I hate that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I can't stand it. I don't resonate with that. Like, I don't know. It seems so outdated and ridiculous. And it also feels to me like this rhetoric that people with money would use to, tell other people without money not to get rich or not to be wealthy. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I Really, the examples in that book about greed were so interesting to me. Like, they were – I don't even remember, like, the specific ones. I mean, we'll talk about it in our Mm -hmm. next episode. But, yeah, it's just interesting to see. And I agree. I think it's a weird topic to talk about and, like, come straight out and say, like, I want to make money and I want to be wealthy and like, I want these things. It seems like it's, it's just like some dirty you can't word or say. Something. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember my manager, one of the
0: first meetings I had with her, she talked about how when she was hired, she literally told her boss, I'm motivated by money. Like okay. her boss was like, Oh, we have all these perks, blah, blah, blah. And my current manager was like, okay, that's great. Like, to be honest with you, money motivates me. Is there a bonus option? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Yes. Straight up. Yes. Like, I love that because it's like there's nothing wrong with saying I'm motivated more by money than the ping pong table. Like, that mm. matters <laughs> the, the ping point. pong table.
1: <laughs> the free lunch. Well, like, I think it also matters, like, your intent behind it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to make X amount a year so I can retire early. Like, that's not greedy. That's, like, you want your time back. Not I want X amount a year so I can buy a Lamborghini. Right. Like, that's just okay, <laughs> it's fine, but it it's not the same.
0: Right. You know? Like there are people who have fucking 10 million sitting in the bank and they drive like a Honda van, like yeah. a Prius. Yes. <laughs> that is a vibe. Like That's
1: a vibe. <laughs> Strive to be those people. Yes. <laughs> Living below your means. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So we will do a book club episode on the psychology of money too. That's... That's up next. And yeah, this was a good little chat. It was a good refresher on the book. It's it's really good. And like I said, if you're looking for like specifics on investing, on like where to start, what specifically to invest in that will like give you the best return over a long period of time. And remember, you're in it for the long haul. That's mm-hmm. another thing this book talks yes. about. It's you're not expecting to see a return overnight. This yes. is like a long time you put your money in you continue to contribute and it grows over a long period of time you're playing the long game
0: you're not gambling
1: exactly so yeah like when i see my investment like um account go down and like i lost like so much in within like a week or something is down right now yeah the market's crazy i don't really care like I don't think about it it doesn't bother me because I know over the long time over the long period of time that this money is going to be in there it's really not going to matter
0: yeah no I know and that's that's so true that's such like a foundational aspect of this book is like if you're here to make a quick buck put the book down yeah that's not yeah turn the episode off exactly like that's (laughs) not what it's about it's about like riding the storm and having something really important to you at the end of that storm as long as you cannot touch it like just leave it yeah
1: agreed and that's a wrap and that's a wrap on this episode thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it if you want to stay up to date on everything for the cool girls only podcast you can follow us on instagram at cool girls only podcast and you can sign up for our monthly newsletter at coolgirlnews.com all of our information is linked in the show notes. We would also love to hear any topics you're interested in or any guests that you think would be a good fit for the show. Feel free to send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time. Cool girls.